Moments, memories, laughter, pain. It happened, we feel it, we experience it, and it's all part of our story. A conversation that changes everything, a circumstance that gives us perspective, beauty that takes our breath away. Life is happening now and things are moving forward. Our journey is being written and God is in our midst. And if we pay attention, we'll notice. When we trust, He inspires. When we surrender, He redeems failures. He plants vision. When we unite our efforts, we get to be a part of something beyond what we could ever imagine. God changes lives. He builds stories. And building stories is the reason we are here. Amen. So we're wrapping up this series, Vertical Story. We've been talking about how our lives tell stories of the goodness of God. The scripture says that we're living epistles, meaning our testimonies of the goodness of God um, are just important and they matter. And I also believe this, that our church has a story, that God has given this church a a voice. He gives every church a voice, but as the body of Christ moves, it it tells a story in our community, and, and that's important. So today we're going to talk uh, kind of practically and specifically about a few things uh, that this church is living out, some stories that, that we're walking out, and so we'll get into that in a minute. But before we do, I wanted to just share a little bit uh, about like our value and our story in terms of like how we engage the community and our mission. And uh, here's what I noticed. You know, in the book of Acts, uh, you see this great picture of how the church first launches. And so in the book of Acts, it's, it's uh, God is like launching the new way of doing church. And you see in the book of Acts that there uh, are the believers coming together, the body of Christ. They're meeting together. They're breaking bread. They're praying together. They're, they're, they're together. And the scripture says that they have all things in common. So they're in unity. And so, yes, there's teaching and there's worship and there's things. But then they get to a point where this conver- there's this conversation of like, all right, so what are the needs in our community? Who needs what? And who has what to give? And how could you help? And how could we build a bridge between this need and maybe you have extra and I have extra or I got time and you have need? And so more so than just coming together for selfish reasons, they then turn into this like, how can we spill out of this? How can we spill out of here? And what I think the American church has done a really bad job with is, yes, it's amazing that we come together and we greet one another and we build one another up. And as the scripture says, we cheer each other on toward good works and we build each other. That's amazing. And we worship and we give thanks to God for all that he does. That's amazing. Uh, But there has to come a time uh, where we then turn and we go do something with it. Amen. But the American church has been very much like, I'm going to come, and then when I get here, I just want you to feed me. Just feed me, feed me, feed me. So we want the word. How many ever grew up in church and heard that? We just want the word. And the word is good. We love the word. We value the word. But the the word is not the end. And so there's, you know, times where, again, as a body of Christ, as a fellowship, if you will, as we come together, it's important for us to get the word and worship and give thanks and do all those things. But it's also important for us to look around and say, like, all right, now, what are we going to do with this? And so today, it's not so much a sermon as much as it is saying, okay, our story today is how we're going to go. Here's what we're going to do with this. These things that we're called to engage in and participate in is us saying, all right, we're not just here to get fat and eat food and, and be blessed. We're actually going to say, okay. Now, how can we get after it? Amen. When we launched this church, uh, we didn't pray. We had this launch team that came together in this room, and 
we believed God was calling us to start a church and do a work in this community. And uh, we said, hey, one of the things that we're going to pray is not God give us our city. We didn't come into this room and say, God, give us this city. We instead prayed, God, give us to our city. Our mission has always been, hey, whatever God is doing here, we want him to do it and grow it and bless it so that it can be then given to our city streets and the people of our community. Are you with me? And there's still great need for us to be given to our territory and to our community. Uh, check this stat out. Ed Stetzer, uh, this is kind of a foundational idea. Many people, when we came to Zealand, thought, oh, why are we doing another church? Grand Rapids and Zealand, we all have plenty of churches. But did you know that just in a 30-mile in a radius of here, uh, the population of Grand Rapids is about 1 million people-ish around here, and about a half, a mil- half of them, so... Uh, so 500,000 people in a 30-mile radius of here uh, do not, are not vitally connected to a church. So they fall into the category of de-churched or unchurched, meaning they've stepped away from church or they've never participated in church. That's Barner Research Group uh, statistics there. So what I'm saying is half of our city is ripe for the harvest. Are you with me? We have a great work to do. Ed Stetzer gives us this data. He says, the United States has far more church buildings than the number of McDonald's, Starbucks, and Dunkin' Donut stores combined. Given the impression there's a church facility on every corner and plenty of room for anyone who wants to take part. In reality, if the entire population of more than 300 million Americans wanted to go to an established church, including those that meet in storefronts, rented school facilities, and the like, check this out more than half would be turned away, even if every church held three weekend services. So this idea of, oh, there's a church on every corner and everyone has their need met. No, there is a great need. And can I tell you something? Those half that are turned away, the, the, the half uh, a million that are out there, they're not waking up today and saying like, oh, I just wish I could spill into a church. No, we got to go to them. That's why the Great Commission says what? Go into the highway and byway. Go ye, go out and meet the needs. How many are with me? And so part of the way that we give ourselves to our city is through ways that we practically live it out, ways that we go and get involved. And so we're going to share a few of these here in a minute. But before we do that, I want to welcome somebody up here. Everybody give it up for Elena Boonstra as she comes forward. Also, my wife Jess is going to come up. Today, we have the amazing opportunity to honor Elena Boonstra. She is our outreach director and the launcher of that entire ministry. And uh, in the last couple of weeks or uh, last couple of months, uh, we've just been talking and having conversation about uh, the new assignment that God has put on her life for uh, her to transition out of her role in the outreach center um, and focus on some things with her family and being a mom and other things that God has put in her heart, which we totally celebrate. Everybody say amen. Uh, we, we, we support family and encourage and, and um, we're so proud of her. So she's not going anywhere at all. You're still going to see her packing and, and being involved in all her areas of ministry. And, um, and so just so you know, you know, that again, everybody always goes, oh, you know, there's nothing to oh, about. All right. Uh, we love them. We love Brad and their family and the boosters they're amazing and um, she's just being obedient to the assignment that God has called her to amen and so here's what I do want to say when we honor her is this number one uh, when the ministry opportunity of the outreach center came together it wasn't like a a organization came to us and spread out this amazing, like, your church could have this. And it was like brochures and easy and beautiful. And we're like, wow, we want that. Let's see if Elena will do it. No, all of that came together 
in the hundreds of meals that go out on a weekly basis that affect thousands of individuals because it reaches their whole family. That all came together because Elena, without anybody seeing, not under the lights, not in front of anybody, was out there digging ditches for it. Now, I'm not talking about literally. <laughs> so you're like, wow. <laughs> Thought we were in the old part of the hospital. No, it happens in ditches she dug out there. But with nobody seeing, with no all flash and flare, she's out here saying yes to every time God says, hey, what about this? What about this? What about this? And she's out there just grinding and, 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 and growing it. It's an amazing thing. It's something that we honor today. Amen. The other thing people don't see when it comes to birthing a ministry or launching something, because again, that outreach center was something God, that God started and spoke in her heart and you as a church and me as a pastor and our staff and our team. We got behind it and encouraged it, but, but this is a work that God put on her heart. So she's the birther and launcher of our outreach center and the way that the hand-to-hand -hand works inside of there. And so here's what a lot of people don't know about launching ministries and birthing things. They say when a rocket goes up, so an actual rocket ascends into space, they say it burns up about 90% of its fuel just on the launch, on the way up. And then it's remaining 10% is what it takes to get back because there's momentum and there's mass and speed and all this kind of stuff happening. And so the thing with Elena that makes this so amazing about the launch of it is like, again, nobody ever saw it. But the tears and the prayers and the connections, all of that 90% that she just burned to get that thing off the ground, we're forever indebted and grateful to. Amen. Somebody say amen. And so it's, it's been beautiful. And so um, now you're having the question of like, oh, what, what do we do from here? Well, the mark of a great leader is when you leave something, when you step away from something or when you hand something off, the mark of a great leader is that it grows. And we've already seen that in the last several weeks as she's begun her transition. We've already seen our outreach center and the hand-to-hand -hand ministry begin to grow. And why? Because she's a great leader and she's done a great job. So I'm just here to tell you, outreach center is not going anywhere. We're not stopping any hand-to-hand. -hand. Instead, because of the health that she put into it, we're going to continue to see it grow. Amen. So let's thank her one more time. Thank you, Elena. The flowers are for you. The blankie's for Brad. That blankie's for Brad. He's going to use that, yeah. <laughs> um, want to mention um, one of the practical things as we go forward is uh, right here, Angel. I know you hate this, but just stand for a minute and wave at everybody. This is Angel. And uh, yeah, all right, full turnaround. I like that. And uh, yeah, I like that. So uh, she works for hand-to-hand -hand the ministry. I'm just going to be a little practically specific. So we have an outreach center that we launched, of course, over here. And inside of that, hand-to-hand -hand is the ministry that operates. And they feed kids in school, if you've never heard of this, um, kids that apply for uh, needing food assistance on the weekends, uh, they can sign up and get registered and we'll pack uh, meals for them. And then on Friday, when they go to the locker, uh, those, that, those meals are there for them. They can take them home. So that's the ministry hand-to-hand -hand that happens inside our outreach center. So uh, Angel works for hand-to-hand -hand out of, it's Hudsonville, right? Hudsonville area. And um, she's connected essentially their corporate. Uh, but then she's also going to be our hand-to-hand -hand coordinator uh, for our outreach center side of it. And so any questions or anything you have going forward, you know, you can connect with her or the staff. Um, but again, the health between the two, and they've worked together now for a couple years and um, so it's healthy, it's growing, God's hand is on it. And um, that's, again, just credit to, to everybody involved in it. Amen. So I want to speak a little bit more about this idea of, of hand-to-hand and why it matters and, and why we're even talking about it more than just this transition. And that's this. When we pray prayers 
of God give us to our city, we always think it's some big like revival, some big conference thing is going to happen and people are going to come get saved and, and, and that's how God's going to move in our community. But the truth about revival and the truth about making a difference in your community looks a lot more like this, packing meals, delivering them, and donating. Are you with me? And so for us, uh, my encouragement going forward in the next couple minutes we're going to talk about is like, how do we give ourselves to our city and what are some of the needs and practical ways that we can get involved? Now, I'm not going to ask for money today, so you're off the hook on that. Amen. Uh, But we're going to talk about how do we, again, just like the book of Acts, come together with shared belief, giving thanks and worshiping, but then at the same time saying, all right, God, how can we come together? Maybe somebody can pack, maybe somebody can deliver. And then, so we'll go through this. So one thing I want you to know, facebook.com slash outreach center. You should go follow that. Click like. There, they're going to post things like what our needs are for donation. Just so you know, the majority of the food that comes in that we distribute uh, is all donation-based. It all comes in by you. Your faithfulness and kindness of your heart uh, will post things like, hey, we need macaroni cups or we need peaches or whatever it is. And, and then here you guys come with your Fruit Loops on a Sunday. Amen. And uh, whatever it is, and, and it's mostly donation-based. And so to keep that active and going, it, it takes the community. Well, for you to know about it, Uh, you're going to have to follow along and keep up. So we post on there. Now, here's another crazy thing that I know you're not going to believe, but just hang with me. It's really crazy. Okay. But on Thursdays, I know you're going to think this is crazy and it is, and, and it's fine. But on Thursdays, when you get an email from Vertical Church, I know this is crazy, but just stay with me. If you open it, I know this is wild. It's going to be really wild what I'm about to say now. If when you open it, you read it. (laughs) Have you ever thought about that? If you read it, there's information about this kind of stuff inside that email. So you're like, oh, I wonder how we could help or what we could donate. It's crazy. You open the email and then you just, you know how you browse down, right? And and, And you look in there and then there's all this information about these amazing ways that you can give yourself to the city. Amen. So you go on there and you sign up for stuff. And so one of the ways that hand to hand has made it really easy and excellent and organized is you can go on and see their menus and see the meals and see the things that need to be donated. So just an encouragement to you. Maybe when you get that email, open it. I know it's crazy. Open it, take a minute and pray about it and then read it. And then one more thing that's crazy. You're not going to believe this. If you listen during announcements, we share some of this information. On Sundays, like when I do that thing, you know, if you listen to that, uh, that would help you. And uh, one more crazy thing. Maybe if you opened that email and read it, you wouldn't have to text the staff all throughout the week and ask questions about stuff that's in the email you don't read. (laughs) So that would be super helpful to you. But um, we're blessed to take your text. Amen. (laughs) We love that. And we're just going to start forwarding you the email link. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but for real, so let's be in the know. Let's, how do we love our city? We give ourselves to our city. And we read the email. And we look at the ways that we can come together and participate. So packing over in the outreach center. Again, it's an over 2,500 square foot facility. It's not a little just 
closet back there where we put some things. It's like a really cool, amazing, inspiring night to be a part of. And you come together and we partner with other churches and we pack almost 200 uh, meals. Uh, they, they did 300, uh, broke up over two weeks. They get to s send these out. This last one, about 300 going over a, a two-week course. And so many families are being blessed and you get to be a part of it. Coming together in unity with other churches and putting together the bags and then praying over them and then sending them out. So once the bags are packed, it's crazy, but people deliver them every single week. People show up here on their own gas, their own car, their own time, and they do one of the worst things in the world, which is load groceries in and out of a car. Who hates loading groceries? My kids are uh, almost seven, almost five. It's almost time for them to start doing the groceries out of the car. Amen. <laughs> No, some of you are better than me. You're more saved than me. You get to hell. And they're like, hey, what's up? Welcome to hell. Uh, that's Urban Meyer's room. And uh, over here, we're going to need you to unload. He's an Ohio State coach, if you didn't know who he is. But uh, he pains me deeply. There's only one place he deserves to be. I'm just kidding. Love for all. Love for all. I love him. I pray his salvation. I pray his salvation like, Lord, get him out of the game, which already happened. He's out of the game. So the Lord is moving. We're in revival. But you get to hell. I know this. I have extra parts of my Bible because I'm a pastor. But you get to hell, and it's like a few of these things, and then they're like, see all those groceries over there? You have to carry them up the steps to the kitchen. You do that for your first couple of weeks. <laughs> Just kidding. That's a terrible sell for what I'm about to say. <laughs> so we have amazing people who come here every single week, and by choice, the way they give themselves to the city is they come here and they get these bins which have these meals in them and they put them in their car and they bring them to the school. <laughs> Prayed over. Sp spirit anointed. And some little kid gets out of school. He goes up to his locker and guess what? He's got a bag of meals because guess what? He's not going to be forgotten that weekend and he's not going to miss a meal. Hallelujah. Are you with me? That's how we give ourselves to the city. Another one is just, again, those donations. It's just people who are just grabbing an extra box of peaches and macaroni, and we bring it in here on a Sunday, and we just, that's how we literally are a part of revival and giving ourselves to our city. And so, again, I encourage you today, you're saying, hey, this is touching my heart. It's sparking me in a way that I want to participate in it. When we dismiss in the information area, you can go down and get a card and sign up and, and connect with those ways. But, again, Many of us put up these big, oh, we're going to change the world by way of conference and all these major crusades. No, it's by us being people who do these practical things. Amen. One thing that's really cool this year for Hand to Hand is the Riverbank Run it has actually made Hand to Hand a sponsor. or a, um, It's not a sponsor. It's a recipient. I like that word. Uh, they're going to be, gonna be uh, one of the recipients of uh, donations from the race. So proceeds from the race are going to go to hand-to-hand -hand this year. And so I encourage you, if you're a runner, even if you're not a runner, uh, maybe you train and consider uh, being a, a participant in that. If not, uh, again, go out and support, and let's just make it a really, really big deal. I know there's going to be some things uh, coming up that you'll hear of, of, of just running in different ways that the church is going to do groups. But I encourage you, if you're a runner, Go get yourself committed right now before January 31st. It's the early bird uh, pricing, so go on there and get the good deal and uh, get ready for that. But how awesome will it be for us to, um, again, they picked an amazing ministry. Uh, let's support that, you know, for a corporate organization like that to give into this is really, really cool. So get signed up, get training, and, uh, and see what the Lord does with you from there. Amen. <laughs> Maybe some of you are going to be like, you know, 
cheerleading there. That's fine. I'll be there doing that, encouraging people. I mean, you know, God's called us to encourage people as they run their race. That's probably not how that scripture says that. But, uh, but get signed up. We want to see that be amazing. Another thing that uh, is the way that we give ourselves to our city is through this ministry called Kids Hope. I was a youth pastor for over 10 years, uh, and I fought yearly uh, for our organizations to be able to get into the public school. You see in public school funding cut, it, cut uh, more Christian organizations being run out of schools. This ministry is amazing because it's churches only in the public schools, providing a mentorship program to kids in the school. We have almost 40 people from this church that already do it. It's one student for one hour every single week for the entire school year. So you get the same student. Uh, I've had mine for about four years now, and we've just so grown together, been able to connect uh, and just help and encourage. And so um, our church is a part of it. Again, almost 40 of our people from here are there. Here's what's amazing. During the school week, Okay, so the five days of the school week, did you know that your church in Woodbridge Elementary has a mentor there mentoring almost every single hour coverage? So we're talking about somebody filled with the light is going in the school and completely covering that school. I mean, that's a big deal. Amen. And so uh, we just love it. It's a huge value of ours. It's one of the ways we give ourselves to the city. And um, again, you mentor. Sometimes it means you're helping your student with homework. Sometimes you're going out at recess and you just get to play or you get to sit with them in the, the lunchroom, whatever it looks like. And um, it's absolutely outstanding because it's, it's the one-on-one. It helps the school. It helps the teachers. It helps the students. And, um, and it's needed. It's necessary. And uh, here's an example. I, uh, my student is a fifth grader now. And I get to go uh, out on recess and then take his lunch break with him. And so at recess, we go out, we play football or some kind of sport. And uh, that always attracts, you know, 10 other of the fifth grade boys. And so I usually end up kind of having like an entourage with me. And um, we play. And then uh, when we come into the lunchroom, we get our own table. They've let us kind of have our own circle table. And so this uh, couple of weeks ago, we're sitting at the table and, uh, you know, it's the start of the school year. They're just getting in the groove of things. And so we're already asking about how do you like your teacher? How are your grades going? And they're kind of going around the table. Oh, you got to get good grades. You can go to the right school and all this kind of stuff. And one of the kids at the table says, college doesn't matter to me. I don't have to worry about college. He said, because my parents said they're not saving for college because our family's too dumb to go to college. And so he's sitting at the table just with that kind of mindset. And I got to say, no way, dude. Are you kidding me? I I, I see you. You're good at this. And I see this in you. And I see this in you. I got to speak life over them. Are you with me? And I didn't get out the Bible. I didn't pull up one of my sermons. Listen to this, buddy. You got to hear this. (laughs) (laughs) But it's being there. It's doing life. It's speaking life over them. You guys have all heard the stat. Nobody remembers the Heisman Trophy winner, the Valor Victoria, all the big crazy. But they remember that one person who came alongside them in life and told them, Hey, you're good enough. Are you with me? And that's what Kids Hope is. It's how we give ourselves to the city. Again, I know I'm being redundant, but a lot of times we say, move of God is revival and, and it's crusades. And it's, no, a lot of, it's coming alongside people in our community and loving them. Amen. So our school, Woodbridge, uh, which we're primarily connected to, what's amazing is when they get to the point of um, needing more mentors, uh, they just call us directly. We get to just kind of, you know, they don't have to go through kids' help. They just know that vertical responds every single time. And so they reached out to us in the last couple of weeks, and they said they need three female mentors. And so, again, it's during the school day. 
So if you have any kind of flexibility in your schedule, maybe you can take an hour lunch break and, and be able to go spend the time. Uh, we need three female mentors and we need two male mentors. And so, again, just be praying about it if it connects on your heart. Um, again, you don't need a, a, a child education background and be some. You just got to go in and be able to speak life. Amen. So if you can adjust your schedule in any way, uh, be praying about considering that. And again, if you feel led to do it right away uh, at our information area, you can go sign up and get connected with that. Um, but let's knock that out. Let's make that great. Amen. Another thing that's really practical to talk about, but it really matters and uh, just want you to know about it. Uh, I think it's good that we talk about it in a big, um, large setting like this instead of sending an email is this. We take... Um, stewardship very seriously here. We believe that God won't give you more until you handle what you have. How many are with me? And so as a church, that means a lot of practical things. And one of the things it really means that's very practical is just in terms of safety. Uh, we have all these people that come here that we're responsible for, the sheep of the church that we love and protect, especially up on the second floor where we have you know, almost 150 kids uh, that are worshiping and learning about God. And so security matters. Uh, in the, these last days, as you read about scripture and you begin to see different violence coming against Christians and the people of God and our values, uh, it's important for us to be aware that we live in a fallen world. How many are with me? And so we as a church, we spend a lot of energy and effort and time looking at structures of safety and importance and uh, just the intelligence of literally how this building is run. We, we have an amazing man of God that we believe God has sent here who's uh, trained in but also continues to be trained in security. And, and Scott Brooker, many of you know him, and uh, just a great guy. And so he just held a training several weeks ago where basically you're considering you know, all of the elements of the facility and all of our operations. One of the things we were able to do, and I'm not saying this to like put any kind of fear or negative thought in your life, I just want you to know um, that these things matter. Uh, one of the things we were able to do through the legacy offering and the renovations of our facility upstairs is we were able to put in the high quality, the, the real grade, uh, like automatic floor lockdowns. And so in the event of any kind of uh, situation, all of our kids' spaces can be properly locked. And um, I know that's not fun to talk about in church, but I'm just here to tell you that it matters. Uh, it's easy for me to get up here and say, do you want to join the worship team? Do you want to join this stuff? But to get up and say, hey, it's important that we take crisis serious in the event of it. Are you with me? And so our security team is something, if you're, if you're good at seeing a room, uh, we have teams currently right now walking around all of our facility, um, and we have cameras in all the corners that are necessary. And so they're monitoring iPads, and they're, uh, I mean, if you got up and started walking around in spaces you shouldn't right now, you would be tackled in taste. And uh, they would take that, like, they would like that, you know? And, uh, and so, but if you're somebody who sees things well, you know, you you're just got a good eye for that kind of stuff, we would love to have you on that team. We got a free gun we'd like to give you, and uh, <laughs> just kidding about that part. But uh, right now, wife, if you're like you're nosy to your husband, like if that's your thought right now, like you're nosy, you should join that team. That's who we want on the team is uh, is that person. So, uh, but for real, as much as we joke and take light about it, it, it really does matter. And uh, our security team is something we take serious. Again, you look at a room of this size. There's a lot of people in a very small room, and um, it's important for us to just. Be, be ready and be prepared uh, because, again, stewardship matters, and uh, we're stewarding a lot of lives here, and so security uh, is a big deal. Amen. All right, and then last point here is uh, just one thing I'm so honored and excited to be able to tell you about, and that is we were planted by a church 
uh, organization called the Association of Related Churches, and uh, just a really amazing group uh, of churches really all over the country and pastors all over the country. And um, they they train and they encourage and they inspire and then they launch you into church planting, which is a very, very, very hard, hard road to walk. And uh, God does it and he blesses it and he leads it, but there is just still a lot of, like we mentioned, just ditch digging that goes with it. Amen. I mean, you know, there's more churches in America closing than there are opening and in, in, uh, in, in taking ground. And so this organization has done an amazing job of helping you plant healthy. And the reason why it really matters that you plant healthy and strong is why? Because we want to be a church that gives ourselves to our city. Well, did you know that in our city is other churches? And here's the mentality that we have as this church. We love all the churches in our area. We bless them all. We encourage them all. However we can help them, we help them. Uh, a bunch of the pastors that you know in the area, we have relationship with, and we text, and we connect with, and we, we help in any way we can. Because here's why. What we believe is this. When the tide is high, all boats rise. So when the kingdom of God in our community is advancing, we all go up. Are you with me? This is not a competition, right? Uh, we're all trying to get better and make God's name greater in our communities. And so one of the ways uh, that we felt called and assigned in the launching of this church was not to just get it started, but to be a church that helps advance and see other churches plant and other churches grow and other churches connect. And so ARC is something we knew that we'd be connected to for a long time. And uh, they uh, were church plant 374. Uh, so they just are planting a lot of churches. They're now doing it worldwide. I think Netherlands got a church. I know London got a church this year. Just amazing, amazing, cool stuff that we are a part of. It's who we are. And uh, we get to be a part of advancing it. And so ARC has actually connected with us uh, through a relationship that I have with a pastor named Pastor Whit George, and we're going to be hosting an ARC event in Grand Rapids this Friday. I know that's last minute, but we were kind of watching registration and seeing how things were working. Uh, but I'm going to talk to some of the old school Christians here. How many of you remember, I'm talking 30 years ago, if not more, there was a Christian television show about a cowboy named Gospel Bill. Who knows Gospel Bill? All right, here we go. All right, good. Some real saved people in the room today. So that pastor is named Pastor Willie George, and he's out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Many of the ministers uh, who minister to this day were influenced, I mean, really not just by his church, but, but a lot of like the vision and philosophy that God gave. So just so you know about Pastor Willie George, which is Whit George's dad, uh, Pastor Willie George, he got the vision for a student ministries. So I'm talking about before you just had, you know, kids in church. So this idea of, hey, let's create them a space where uh, they can feel comfortable and connected. And so the video games and pool tables and cafe bars and stuff. And then the explosion of what is now youth ministry really came out of the church on the move church. And same thing with children's ministry. Do you know the idea of puppets being used in children's ministry is because of Gospel Bill or Pastor Willie George. The vision and the innovation that came out of that man is absolutely unbelievable. To the point that literally my mom, who was a children's minister my whole life, uh, she literally would go down to the conferences, and one of the things they would teach you <laughs> is how to make a puppet, like foam and cut it and cut out a tongue and glue on the eyes. All terrifying now if we ever tried to do it. But, uh, but I said all this to say the legacy that is Church on the Move and Pastor Willie George has affected, I, I, would, I mean, I would honestly say in the millions. And his son has come up and taken over Church on the Move uh, right underneath Pastor Willie about a 6,000 member church that are national communicators. So I could name a bunch of names of people you know, but I'm not that kind of guy. That Pastor Witt 
speaks with at conferences, and uh, he's going to be with us Friday night. And uh, I'm not saying it to build him up. Uh, he's an, an incredible leader, very inspiring. He, he's done um, lessons and teachings at Pixar, just a brilliant mind, like super, super sharp guy. And um, again, a national level communicator. And so he's going to be with us with ARC Friday, and you're invited to come. If you say, hey, I, I see myself as a leader in the body of Christ, somebody who wants to grow uh, in the leadership tools of church, uh, we would love to have you with us Friday. If you look up one night on Facebook, um, you'll see the details. Or if you go on the ARC website, just look up Association Related Churches. You can roll down through the events and find a spot to register. Uh, but I encourage you, you have to register to come, and it'll get you a little free e-ticket. There's going to be refreshments and things there that night. Uh, but Pastor Witt is going to be speaking. Maddie, our very own, is going to be doing worship there. Give it up for Maddie. Yeah. And... Uh, we just believe it's not, it's, it's not like, hey, we got planted and that was fun and now we're going to do it. No, it's the beginning of how God is going to use us to, to minister to and to reach other churches and really start apostolically connecting uh, with what God is doing through ARC. Are you with me? And then a super, super cool thing is Pastor Witt is going to stick around and actually be with us on Sunday. So again, I'm not trying to promote any man at all, but again, just a national level speaker to be here in Zealand is just really crazy. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, and, and not that we don't deserve it or anything like that at all. I'm just saying um, we're just so honored and we should really appreciate it as a body. Amen. For what he's going to be able to come and do, because I'm crazy enough to believe that God still imparts to his people spiritually. You see Elijah say, hey, uh, and Moses say, hey, go get some more elders. So I just believe when he comes and ministers, there's inheritance. Are you with me? Oh, the church has got a guest speaker. Josh ain't preaching. Let's go to Anna's house. I think it's closed anyway on Sunday. And you know what Chick-fil-A is. Those Christians are always closing it. Two best places in town always closed on Sunday, Russ's and Chick-fil-A. How are we supposed to live? How are we supposed to live? <laughs> You think I'm kidding about Russ's? That's my jam. I found my best friends over there. Uh, I'm going to call them out. DeFrell's over there. They just had a baby, and we have a meal train that helps people. Or, you know, like, hey, can we provide a meal? Can we do a thing? And, you know, at that point, you're like, hey, what do you like? What do you... They put Russ's. I said, bless their heart. They are so, I knew I loved them. They, they are walking in the glory. You guys still aren't sure if I'm kidding, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> Russ's. Praise the Lord. Um. So here's what I'm saying. A lot of times we see guest speaker and we think, oh, you know, it's, John, it's not the normal church. No, listen, I believe spiritually God's going to do something that we should all inherit that day. And so be here early. You know, if you're a larger group, you know, get here early enough to get your seats. And um, it was really strange. First service was really light. And now we have people in additional seating in second service. So maybe if you're somebody who can get up and, and fill up first service, go ahead and do that. Um, second service usually seems to be a little bit more full, but um, we'll get you all in. Nobody's going to miss anything, and it's going to be an amazing day that is part of our vertical story as a church. Amen? So be praying for those events. Register for Friday, and then if you can't make it, just be praying for us as God leads us in that. It's going to be an amazing time, and then don't miss Sunday. It's going to be really, really good, and we'd love to have you here. Let me pray for you, and then we'll jump out of here. God, we love you so much. We're so grateful for today and all the ways that you're leading us, Lord, through hand-to-hand -hand and through Kids Hope and, Lord, even in the ways of stewardship through security. Lord, we know that your hand is on all of that. Lord, we know that you have the people who are called and assigned uh, to those areas. They're in the right place at the right time. Lord, I thank you that you're connecting us to that. And, Lord, we thank you for the work that you're going to do through ARC. God, we know The pastors are going to come to that and they're going to be refreshed. They're going to be built back up. 
because your word promises that the gates of hell will not prevail against your churches. So Lord, as we look to speak life over and pour into other churches in our community, Lord, I I pray that you move so mightily by your Holy Spirit, not because of the name of a man, but because of the name of the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, that a great work is done by your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that even next week on Sunday, Lord, as we connect and hear your words through Pastor Witt, Lord, that we just receive um, from the incredible lineage uh, of, of that family, Lord, the, the wealth that they've dug. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, there's inheritance for every one of us that we can use here in this area. In Jesus' name, amen.